From the protectors of the internet, the Wisconsin Internet Crimes Against Children Task Force, it's the PKO Podcast. Welcome to the PKO Podcast, sponsored by the Wisconsin Department of Justice Internet Crimes Against Children Task Force. I'm Dana, and with me again today is Matt. Hey, Matt, welcome. Hey, welcome. Thank you. Uh, Glad to have you back with us today. Yeah, Um, feels, feels good to be here. Yeah, you're going to be a regular voice. I know people are liking hearing from you, so this is wonderful. Oh, the- <laughs> okay. I'm going to assume that's true. Um, so thanks for that. I, I think maybe there's just tuning in mostly for the joke. Um, and it occurred to me as we were preparing this morning that I, I didn't, I didn't prepare a joke. So I'm hoping you've got something. You know, I do. Okay. All right. And it's, it's unfortunate. I'm really having to search for tech jokes anymore. I'm getting them from other people and stuff sometimes too, because it's, this has been a lot of tech jokes we've had to find over the years here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, I see how you like this one. What do you call a droid that takes the long way around? Okay. Uh, you, you know, I would, I'm the kind of person who would like to sit here for a couple of uh, minutes and think this one through, but I know we don't have that kind of time. I, I do not know. R2 detour. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I like it when I can hear that people are going to reuse something. <laughs> I know you will. Uh, yep, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're all good ones, but that yeah. one is it's, it's just as good as the rest. Right. Thank you. All right. So today, let's segue into our topic here. Um, so... This is going to release um, at the end of October. So depending on when you're listening to it, dates might be a little bit different. But October is um, National Bullying Prevention Awareness Month as well as Cybersecurity Awareness Month. So we wanted to talk a little bit about um, just kind of online safety in terms of those types of things this time. Yeah, great topic. And um, as I've mentioned, I think previously on other podcasts, um, I do have school-aged children and i was pleased to see the schools or at least my school or my children's school incorporating some uh bully uh, awareness and discussions into their their um course curriculum this month oh fantastic yeah and it's it's a wonderful thing to draw awareness to this kind of thing this month and then also make plans to keep it in mind throughout all of the months and the rest of the year as well. So I think that it's a good time to chat about this stuff. Yep, absolutely. Um, you know, with, with, with um, children being online and using technology, and we're just really, really teaching our children how to use technology. It's it's just so important to to keep this on the uh, on the forefront of discussions. Definitely. So I'm going to throw some some stats at you because you know I like numbers. Um, Mm -hmm. so there was a, just to kind of get started here, there was an article put out by the guardian and it was on a survey and I think it was, um, done in a number of countries, but they were focusing kind of, um, on Australia. I think that's where they home base kind of was for them. Uh, but they did a, a study on online abuse, online violence, harassment, that kind of thing in terms of being exposed to, Explicit messages, um, pornographic photos, cyber stalking, that type of 
internet abuse. And what they found was that girls and women came back and there were just very high numbers of respondents saying that, yes, they've been exposed to this stuff. And it happens most frequently on um, platforms like Facebook, Instagram, WhatsApp, Snapchat, Twitter, TikTok, all of these very common ones that we use and that we see our kids using. So I think that um, it's really important to draw attention to the fact that this behavior is happening to um, between 40 and 65 percent of girls and women, depending on the age group and the type of abuse that you're looking at. Yeah, that's um, well, there's a lot of words I could use to describe that um, staggering and troubling and um, heartbreaking, yes. um, to name a few. It's, yeah, I, and I appreciate Dana too, that, I mean, you are the numbers person and that's just so helpful for me. Um, really everyone who's listening, uh, to, to have that awareness on it, because we talk about, you know, yes, this is a real problem. Um, these things are happening. And then when, you know, research and surveys come out and describe this in such a way, it's, it's just so important we have these conversations. Yeah. And I don't want to I don't want to bore everybody to death because I know people are not as into numbers um, as as maybe I am or, or some people are. But just to kind of keep on that same line of thinking here, they also asked the survey respondents who was perpetrating that violence against them. And 40 percent said it was from people at school or work. 29 said a friend, 16% said former partners. Um, and then the rest, I think it was, you know, 30 or some percent said that it was anonymous users. So it's really all over the board here. But we talk about this a lot with uh, extortion and those types of topics. And the fact that a lot of this stuff happens by people that, that users interact with in real life on a regular basis. And so it kind of amps up the emotional or psychological impact that this stuff can have because not only are you facing abuse when you're in this online communication space but you're also getting reminded of it when you see this person in real life and i think that there's a whole different type of um awareness we have to have around the impact that that can have too yeah absolutely and i guess from my experiences um it, it seems to be that when the, the people who are perpetrating these acts of violence or, you know, sent, sending these messages or this information um, is it, known. It's sometimes it seems to be that that makes it harder for someone to report that behavior or those that activity um, for various reasons. Mm -hmm. So um, it's just so important in the, in the law enforcement world and service provider world that we you know, remain open and aware and understanding and try to embrace folks coming in and sharing this information so we can, you know, our job or our responsibility is to help people in need. And it's just so important that we be as open as possible to enabling people to, to share these, these things that are happening. Absolutely. And that's a, that's a great point to kind of talk about what to do because Here's my last stat. Uh, one in five respondents 
who had been subjected to online violence said that they significantly reduced their use of social media. One in 10 changed the way that they expressed themselves online. And that's a that's a response that just for a lack of a better term makes me feel really icky inside. Um, And I just want to encourage people that if they're seeing this kind of stuff, you know, we talk to kids about and that's what you were mentioning to start here. We talk to kids about cyberbullying and we talk to them about appropriate online behavior and how it's important not to be a bystander. And if you're seeing things like this taking place or if this type of thing is taking place to you, um, how important it is to to speak up and to report it to the platform or to report it to somebody that you trust to kind of get help and support through this stuff, because these people shouldn't be allowed to continue to act like this online. Yeah, agreed. Um, yeah, I, I, I echo your sentiments. It is icky. It's um. Yeah, I agree, Dana. Yeah. So uh, just know that that kind of thing, it's 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 I mean, depending on what the the communication looks like, it's most likely a violation of terms and conditions. So please keep in mind that you can report abuse on the platform itself um, if it rises to the level of of um, illegal behavior. Please keep in mind the cyber tip line reporting option. Um there are hotlines out there for cyberbullying and for support and assistance that way. Um, there's a lot of different resources out there, and we're happy to share that kind of stuff with you. Just know that you're not alone. And the big thing is to 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 step up, I guess, and ask for support, right? Talk to a friend about it, because that will help you know you're supported. That will help you know that you are in the right, and you certainly are, um, and nobody should be dealing with this kind of stuff. Yeah, and I... Um... I feel like the, uh, the 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 clicking the button to report to the person option um, from my perspective, I think for some people, I think that can be empowering. So mm-hmm. um, please, uh, you know, if something needs to get reported, yeah, report the person, let the service provider know. And, you know, hopefully appropriate steps will be taken for them, for the service provider to you know, disable, delete. Uh, where appropriate, notify law enforcement. And um, I think that's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I like the idea of um, empowerment with that. And I think that you're right. And I think especially with uh, our younger crowd, with teenagers and, um, you know, maybe tweens that are that are communicating on social media, it is really important to give them the tools and empower them to be able to make these correct decisions or appropriate decisions um, about online communication so that we can work towards making it a better place for everybody. So that's my second kind of subtopic with all of this um, is a a piece put out by Parenting Teens and Tweens, which is a great little piece of um, a great little resource for information here. And they put out an article about teens struggling with social media and maybe what that might look like right now, how we can respond to that. Um, and I think we're all probably struggling a little with social media right now and our, our screen time. Uh, I know I certainly am. Yeah, right. Um, agreed. And that's one of the things I do appreciate about the programming at the school where my children are, are attending is it's been helping to shape the conversation um, with my boys about these topics and i my hope is that since we've been sharing you know stories and talking about different kinds of things that when they do experience or encounter these various situations that they 
feel like they can talk to me about it and we can work through it and resolve it as a, uh, as a partnership. Um, obviously me as the parent, um, but as a partnership doing this collaboratively and working through different issues. And so I, I, I think it's so important for when we talk about teens and tweens have these conversations. So, you know, we can help empower our children to, to make these decisions and know that they can come to us to talk to us about these kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Open that door so that when they need to, they feel comfortable with it. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they're talking on this one that you may be seeing some, uh, some maybe amped up anxiety in your teens. You might be seeing them acting out a little bit more. And while that kind of thing can be red flags of, of many different um, things that are going on, and maybe it's just normal you know, hormonal changes or that type of thing too, uh, it could also be a result of too much screen time or maybe they're not getting out and getting enough physical activity um, or, you know, something as simple as that. So it's a good thing to kind of be checking in on that. I know right now with screen time, we're talking a lot about quality versus quantity because we have to be online a lot. So just making sure that it's um, quality time online versus a lot of scrolling and, um, you know, mindless clicking. So that's one thing to kind of keep in mind. But something else that they brought up that I really liked was they brought up a suggestion about having at least one non-screen hobby to work on. And I thought that was a really cool idea. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, that's something we're we're working on in my household too. So that's uh, very interesting that you mentioned that. And if you live in a cooler climate and things are starting to change here in the fall um, and, and getting outside, maybe it's been cold or rainy or heaven forbid snowing, um, you know, to, to make sure you've got, you know, like you said, uh, suggested thinking about other things to do, whether it be, okay, let's um, you know, we, we we're doing our daily walk outside. We're finding our, you know, place to go for a hike or, you know, other activities. Um, I like that. Green time instead of screen time. I like that. There you go. Oh, I, like see? It. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, I, I did too. And it, it's, I need to work on that. I think that's a really good idea. Um, but there's so many things that, that kids can get interested in. And there's a lot of great classes and things like that online and I know it's more screen time then but so that they can learn to do some of this stuff um and then continue with a non-tech hobby. So there's ways that you can kind of integrate that quality screen time with a non-tech hobby that they can kind of take forward with them in life too. So those are all really good ways to kind of consider that that suggestion I think that are good. And then just some of the regulars that they bring up so just kind of setting timers on social media usage so that we're we're actually legitimately limiting that not as quality screen time, um, setting those screen times in your home. So like no phones after eight or nine or 10 PM, whatever it is. Um, you know, those normal ones that we're normally talking about. Uh, the other one that I always really like is one screen at a time. And that's when I have to work on a lot. So not watching a movie with your family at the same time that you're scrolling through social media or something like that. You know, you have to pick one screen so that you're actually giving it your attention uh, and you can interact with those people in the room or interact with those people on social media versus splitting your attention between the two and not giving either one um, the the full attention that maybe they deserve. Yep, 
absolutely. No, and uh, uh, yeah, I've, uh, I was going to make a joke in here of, of uh, some folks that I know that are actually uh, three screeners, yeah. and I, I'm, I, I can't, as much as I'd like to be able to do two screens, I, I can't do it, so... <laughs> Maybe. You know, there's four in front of me right now. <laughs> and I am notoriously bad. I have on, I've, when I first saw this rule, I fell in love with it because I will totally zone out on a conversation if I start reading an email or a text or something like that. Um, I can stay engaged in both for a short time, but then I will lose one of them. And I feel rude. I feel awful. I've talked about this on here before. And so this has been a rule that I've implemented for myself just personally because I needed it. And it makes me feel a lot better about my communication and my relationships that I've got both at work and at home. So, yeah, wonderful. No, great advice. I like that. Yeah. So some good stuff on there. A lot of good resources. If you're looking for mental health resources, if you're looking for more information on cyberbullying, Um, There's so much out there, but we're happy to kind of point you in the right direction if you're looking for something specific. So you can always connect with us on protectkidsonlinewi.gov or connect with us on social media. Send us your questions. Send us things that you want to hear as follow-ups, and we'll be happy to help however we can. Um, So Matt, thanks again for joining us today. I think this is a great topic and really good information to be sharing out. Yeah, thank you for the uh, the opportunity, Dana. Uh, really appreciate it and look forward to the next one. Me too. As always, stay safe.